Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are the Monterey Five turning themselves in? Yes, no, maybe so. So many highs, lots of lows, all that and so much more. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Wow, what a season finale. (laughs) Welcome back, guys, to the Big Little Lies After Show, season two, episode seven. I want to know. I'm your host, Simone Thomas. Ollie is out. Mia is out. Jesse is out. out. <laughs> Everyone is out. So it's me. But filling is is filling in is Miss Shay Jones joining us tonight. How are you doing? I am so excited. I got to fill in uh, last, last week. Season. Also last week, but also mm-hmm. last season in the first season. Oh, for a couple episodes, especially yeah. the finale of last year's season, and to be back now and understand, or I don't think we understand what happened today. I. It was, it was like so much drama and a lot. I'm still trying to rack my brain and organize what happened, how it happened. But we're going to dive into all of that. Celeste and her just amazing decorum and just showing why she's a bomb lawyer and a great mom. Madeline and Ed, their happy ending. Bonnie and her mom. Um, Jane and her, I would consider that a happy ending. And Renata, she is a bad I'm not going to say. You know. (laughs) Exactly. So we have all of that. Our fun special segment, Two Truths and a Lie. And then we have some fun news and gossip. Will there be a third season? You have to wait and stay tuned. So let's just dive on in and talk about everything. But before we get into that, what were your overall thoughts this episode? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of OMG moments, a lot of OMFG moments, because... I mean, they had to give give us a lot in this last mm-hmm. episode, so everything you know was culminated in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And even then, at the end, you're still just like, "What?" I I don't have closure. I think that was Thank the biggest you. thing for me. If it felt like very like loose strings, like just loose ends, I don't feel like it was packaged nicely. But that was great at the same time because yeah. our interest is really peaked for hopefully a third season. I think for yeah. me, I noticed that there was a really big emphasis on Celeste this episode. This yes. was like primarily her episode. And little um, sprinkles of <laughs> little sprinkles of everyone else. And then towards the end we got the shocker that they're going towards the police. They're going to the police department. But we'll dive into all of that later on. <laughs> that ending Yeah. I just we'll talk about that. Yes. But first, <laughs> First, let's talk about Miss Celeste. She, I, her sons called her, like, when, after she uh, cross-examined Mary Louise, and she came back home, her sons asked her, so, were you a superhero? And I loved that question, because, first of all, the kids are so, they're really smart kids, and they know how to ask questions, and we noticed that with Ziggy, and then even with Max and Josh, but she truly was a superhero this episode. I think she 
exemplified her profession, like being a lawyer, but also her strength and love for her children and fighting the good fight until the very end. What did you just think about her overall performance in court and handling herself appropriately towards Mary Louise? First of all, I love that she said she was Wonder Woman and Incredible Hulk all mixed together, which Uh is just... Yes, Lord. Um, Because you definitely could see it, but instead of, like, she really didn't Hulk out as much as it was a composed Hulk. Yeah, like a softened version of Hulk. Yeah, it was a very soft version of I'm coming for you now because you came for me. Don't mess with me at the same time. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, It also just showed how great a lawyer she was and how her husband stunted that from being an everyday thing for her. Mm -hmm. Because she kicks butt. She worked that courtroom very well. What I like about Celeste is she's not aggressive, you know, like immediately talking to her. She doesn't strike you as someone who's very alpha female, but her intelligence and her passion for her kids and getting what she wants, that's like sharp. And so that mixed with her, um, like just her being. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Being a lawyer and then like her softness as a mom it's like the perfect balance because she's not a madeline who's like Urgh. so yeah you... she's very she's more of a softer pitbull I, I would say like serrated blade it's because it's smaller okay. and you don't expect you don't expect it to do any damage mm-hmm. but just because somebody's quiet or more you know put together reserved. yeah reserved doesn't mean they can't attack and, and they and they don't know how to do it exactly so don't underestimate that and it yes. almost kind of you just saying that reminded me of Mary Louise because Mary Louise is like an older woman. She has that really soft baby-like voice. And so <laughs> immediately you think, oh, she's so sweet. But then she pounces at you. And I feel like they, she kind of shares similar qualities with Celeste in that way just because they seem soft. But yeah, don't it's, underestimate that. It's like she said, like, Mary Louise knows I know her. Mm-hmm. Like, they are... As different as they are, they are very similar, but in a way where Mary Louise just reacts to the question of question and just comes at you. Celeste, you know, goes the slow route. She'll go like around around you and then come up from behind you, and then you're not expecting it. Like, and that's the difference. It's gradual. Yes. And then it's like a in, volcano erupts. Yeah, it's in your face. Like even when Mary Louise came for Renata, because when that happened, I was like. Oh, she ready to explode. Renata will come for you. Um, so Mary Louise, why are you bringing up my husband's infidelity to me in a public? You lucky this is Starbucks. Let she, me tell you, <laughs> she knows no bounds. Not at. I don't think maybe it's because she's older and she has that mentality of, I've been on this earth a long enough time, so I can I can say whatever I want to say without really worrying about your feelings. But not to people that you don't know. That's the Especially thing. Especially then. <laughs> it's different if you've known someone. For, like, her being sassy with Celeste, I get it. That's her, her daughter-in-law. She's known mm-hmm. Celeste for a long time. She feels comfortable. But with Madeline, with Jane moving in into the same yeah. unit, talking Coming to for Renata <laughs> that way. Like, you just don't act that way with people you just met. Like, that is disrespectful. You gotta build towards that. A little, I mean, granted, I don't think she was, she didn't think she was going to have all that time, so she she had to throw all she she can at it. <laughs> she ha, you know she has to go full horns ahead to get the reaction she's expecting. 
Okay. And with Madeline, she she always gets it with Madeline most of the time. Because she knows she can, though. True, she, but Madeline's also, she'll come for you real quick. She'll just say, I didn't appreciate what you said. Renata, too. Oh, Renata was not playing. Oh, but Renata walked away because she know if she stayed... It was gonna. It's gonna be bad. So what got me though when she was like, you know what? Just package that up. I will give it to her. I, we, we're going to the same place. <laughs> okay. So sometimes I'm like, are you Doctor Jekyll? Are you Mister Hyde? Where are you in this scenario, Mary Louise? Those are those I are was, questions. I was just like, that's nice. It's a very nice gesture, but no. You just brought up my husband's infidelity to me. And really? then you're gonna give me my coffee like we're friends and cool in court because we are going to the same place. But I, no, I don't want anything from you. Ugh, that was yeah. No, she's she just never stops. But I live for the moment when Celeste brought up the accident with Perry's brother because we knew that he had died, but we just yes. didn't know all of the details or how. Yeah, how we didn't know that it was due to her temper and um. That the temper led to the crash, and then the crash happened, and then the son died. And so it was really interesting to see Mary Louise crack because we've never seen her crack. She's always been very put together and composed, and she's the one who's making other people crack. So, what did you think of that moment when we started to start to see her layers slowly peel off, and she seemed human because she was getting emotional and defensive, and she's she always has an attack back, but this yeah. time she was caught off guard. It was. I, I predicted this last week with Ollie and Jesse, where I was just like, Celeste's gonna go in there and she's gonna know how to one up Mary Louise, and I'm so here for it. But watching it happen, and like it was um, when she was questioning Mary Louise, the the prosecutor was just like this, uh, you know, objection for decency. I'm with Celeste. You want to talk about decency right now? When you when you the things you show the wow, you can really sir. Oh, we can go there if you so choose. Bringing up my sexual history and then just being so intrusive. Like, a lot of the right. things he asked were not relevant. To being a mother. To being a mother at all. So don't come at me with this indecent versus decency. She's trying to take my kids from yes. me. If she killed... I mean, she didn't directly kill her own son. But clearly, if she can't manage her own anger, is she able to parent my own kids? And also the fact that you... From what she Celeste says that Perry said, you said it was his fault. You blamed him. You're you blamed him for what happened and that's how he grew up. You created the monster. Thank you. And what made me so happy what was when Celeste said Abu- abusers just don't become abusers out of nowhere. No. There's always a catalyst to that. So clearly Mary Louise had something to do with that whether she was verbally abusive, physically abusive, he just wasn't a violent person just because and her uh, Celeste saying that she uh, Mary Louise blamed Perry yeah. and whatever else whatever, whatever other things she did to her son clearly is a result of or a reason why he became the person that he was so her making a statement and proving that Mary Louise is not innocent she clearly wasn't a good enough mother because look at how her son turned out and when she showed that video, video. I was I don't we, I mean we knew she saw something that her boy said shot. we didn't know what it was until she showed it in court but like that had to hurt Celeste a lot to like now have your friends see that see, see the violence that you suffered for years in silence. And did you notice how the women were reacting? They were wincing, covering their eyes. Yes. And then the fact that she even she even mentioned Jane. She's like, "Is Jane Chapman? Is she lying when she said that your son raped her?" Oh, she's mistaken. mistaken. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. That's the one thing you can never say about a rape victim. They're, they're not. They're not mistaken. And then when Celeste said, "How is?" I think a woman knows when she's being violated. I think a woman knows when her body is being taken over by someone else. Like she just doesn't make up that she's being raped. How are you really invalidating someone's own experience? That's so traumatic like that. So if you can empathize with a with a woman who clearly is in a predicament because of your son, how are you going to be empathetic as a guardian to these boys who clearly need leadership, they need kindness? Mm-hmm. You don't show enough kindness, in my opinion, to be the proper parent that these children are going to need going through really hard, formative times. And also when that other person is your other grandchild. Like, your your other grandchild didn't just appear here. It's not like the story no, brought on. No, sweetie. Not at all. So I, she's very problematic. And the thing about her is she doesn't apologize. She's Never. so prideful. And seeing her go back to San Francisco, I was like, praising the heavens. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> and then when the judge said, these boys have been through so much, you can't put them through any more hardship by taking them away from their mom. Were you surprised or no? I, I I loved it. What surprised me was Mary Louise's her speech that she gave Ugh. before the judge's ruling. And I mean, at first, you know, it started off really nice. I thought she was heading in a very great direction. Like maybe even she wanted to say, you know what? I do understand Celeste's good mother. I will rescind your decision or whatever decision I made. Let the boy stay with her. But then not not also. Well, I started off nice. She also then said that Celeste. Is it to blame for the predicament that she was, she found with her in her son? She was complicit. The I, the only way Celeste is complicit is trying to survive, and that is never a wrong thing, especially when you have kids. It's one thing if I was being abused as a woman by myself, but I have children. I have two boys, and I can go on the run. But I I gave up my career to be a stay at home mom. I gave my career to be here for them. So what money what, what am I going to use to start away from him? Is he going to give me alimony or is he going to fight me for that alimony? Because I want to escape his abuse and all of the turmoil that he's turned my life into. And when she used the word complicit, I'm like, clearly this woman, to me, she's not, she, she's not pro-woman. She doesn't care because being a victim or a survivor of sexual assault, um, domestic violence. Domestic violence. Compl- like, it's not black and white. You can't just say, oh, this is so hard. I'm going to leave. Like, it's so much more complicated. There's so many gray areas. And she, ha- like you said, she had two boys. She has to think about them and herself and her safety. She had to be strategic. And she did plan to leave. It wasn't like she was going to stay with the man forever. That's what got me, though. She never mentioned that, though. I don't know if that was a strategic decision on her part. The fact that she, she never admitted that the day... My husband died was the day I actually planned to leave. And I don't know why she didn't say that. I feel like she didn't want to draw any more attention to... To that case. Yeah. And I'll say, before we're going to wrap this all up and go to the other characters, but I was surprised that um, she... I don't even remember what I was going to say. (laughs) Well, Uh, I mean, we can always go back. Yeah, we can go back to it. But, yeah, I was surprised that she didn't mention that. But Oh, no, I'm surprised that more questions about their involvement in his death didn't come up. But you could tell that the lawyer, when Mary Louise was like, she killed my son, he cut that off. He was like, we're not here for this. Yeah, that is is not the discussion we're here for. Right. This is not what we're trying to battle. We're trying to see if you can get your grandkids or not. 
I mean, granted though, if he if she if he couldn't stop Mary Louise, that would have been the nail in her coffin, exactly, because that would have showed the temper that she has not shown yet. When we saw it a little bit when she went to Celeste's doorstep, no, did she? First of all, she still had the key. Celeste, why did you not change some locks? <laughs> that is the question I have, real quick. Because this woman, all she had to do was turn a key to get back into the house, and the only reason you didn't is because she saw you. Gosh, she's relentless. Well, at least she's gone. So thank the Lord. I mean, some people in the chat are yeah, really are funny saying? right now. Um, so Glow Love Jomo says abusers aren't born; they're made. Uh, Scrappy's mom says, "Agree, evil isn't born; it's made." Um, Christina says it hurts the video and it hurts that Celeste had to show the video to prove she was telling the truth. That was hard to watch. Uh, Elle said Mary Louise loves to blame the victims. Horrible. And a lot of people are on the same lines that, uh, Paloma says Mary Louise is just as sick as she claims Celeste is, which actually mm-hmm. I felt as soon as like she was just saying that, but Celeste is ill. I, I really wanted somebody to say, lady, you're, you're, a, little, you're a little ill. You're clearly ill, because look at the monster you created. And that you didn't want to believe. No, she's in denial. Yeah. She doesn't have enough of... She's not self-aware enough to realize that she is a part of the problem, and she built that person. But I think that's her thing. Instead of blaming herself when her son died, she blamed the other son. People. She blamed. She blamed. Mm-hmm. You blamed. You actually blamed a five-year-old. A five-year-old. A five-year-old. A baby. a baby for the death of his brother. brother. He had to live with that his entire life. And I'm not excusing anything that man did, At but all. imagine having that burden on you. Yeah, and growing That's up into the man that you became. And now look at how he turned out. Well, it did, but yeah, terribly sad. <laughs> So that's Celeste, but we're happy because she got her boys. She can be a mom again and not have this woman interfere in her life. So she did something nice, though. She let her boys go hug Mary Louise before she left, which was very nicer than I would have been, completely honestly. Because that woman, I mean, if I were in that situation, I don't know. Like you said, you, I know you were like, she better than me because I wouldn't have been able to do that. She, she, she I'm sorry, you're way better. She's a way better person than I would hope to have been because yep. as, as much as I think we all would like to take the high road in certain situations, I mean, obviously we don't, we won't know until we get in a situation like that ourselves. I might, I, I really think, because I, I really believe I'm a good person. I might have, I might have done the same thing Celeste did. However. I've been thinking, Mm-mm, do I want to or do I not want to? Those are the questions that are running through my head at this time. Yep, exactly. Well, good for her. But <laughs> what we do want you to do is to please interact with us on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, comment, like, subscribe, and please keep the live chat popping. And then you if guys you're, are awesome. Yes, you guys are awesome for that. And then if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and comment as well. We appreciate your support and for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We love you guys. We're sad that the show is over, but at least we have this episode to just talk and celebrate, kind of. I mean, <laughs> the closing. Two. Yay. I don't know if it's a celebration, but we get to talk about it. So <laughs> now we're going to go into, I would say, a lighter, on a lighter subject, Ed and Madeline. Yeah. They made it. They did something. I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting that. Were you surprised when he wanted to renew the vows? I was completely blindsided. I would definitely say that. Only be, he spent days like punching that punching bag. I don't know what was the punching <laughs> bag me, and I think it was great of Madeline to just be just say to her, say to him, 
can you just tell me what you're thinking? Are we getting worse? Are we getting better? I just really need to know. I don't want us to get a divorce, but I, w- I need you to talk to me. I'm trying. You see me trying. Help a girl out. He is a good man. He He really is. Because aside from her stepping out on their marriage, she's a very hard person to just be friends with. Clearly we see that through Bonnie. And she's also... She's hard to just exist around, but to be married to her, you see all of her. So, I'd, okay, I don't want to not blame it for some of it, but I will say this: he he has a tendency to be emotionally sometimes distant or just distant. You think so? Just especially like as we like as we saw when he like he found out it was complete like closed off, distant. Like he wasn't even in the room. Like he was there, but he wasn't there. Sometimes, even though Ed is there. And I think I think he does that so you know he can just let Madeline talk, which is okay I guess. But at the same time, it's just you're not you're not here. You're not present with me either. Okay, I never I never felt like Ed wasn't present though. I always yeah, I feel like he has a tendency not to always be in the room with her. Only when Madeline forces him to that point. I, that's what I think. I think okay. Madeline push Madeline pushes you away because she's such a bulldog and she likes to win. And he's not that he's very beta, so his way is just kind of settling and shutting off, and she's always present and active, and he doesn't fight back that way. And so he kind of just distances himself to cope. I think that's how he... That's why. I mean, I get that, but I also feel like he... Because he's seen Nathan. I think he wants to be the opposite of what Nathan was in his marriage. So I think that's what the route he was going. But I don't think... It, not to say that's why she had an affair, but I think you you have to fight with her at the same time. You have to give her something because being placating me is not it was not helping the situation. Yeah, that's true. And I wouldn't say him wanting to renew the vows wasn't placating. I think that is him. I think that was a great. I think it was a great idea for him just to be like, let's renew our vows, a new shot at something more because because we're, we're all different than we were when we got married fifteen years ago. And I like that he said it's just going to be the four of us. No big shebang, no beach wedding. It, well, it can be a beach <laughs> vowel renewal, but it's just going to be, or yeah, a renewal of the vows, but it's just going to be the four of us. Yeah. Our intimate family, we're not going to make it a whole thing. And I like that. Let's keep it small and low key. The thing that got me, though, and she was like, you know, for better or for worse, he's like, you already did your You're worse. worse. So. But I mean, technically, you were sneaking around with Tori. He never Contem- did anything. Though. Contemplating about cheating—that is—that is still something it, that I wish he he could have brought that to the forefront. True, but he did not do it. She, this man, <laughs> she has, and we got to go to the other characters. So I'm not even going to go further. But she pushed that man to do a lot of things, and I'm not justifying it. But he still had enough decency, yes, to not do it, think, and not give in to the temptation. I'm, I do. I think that actually is the kind of person Ed is. He's like wise. once he's committed, he actually is committed, and even though he's tempted, he won't do anything about it. And I think I need a man like that in my life. Mm-hmm. I think we could all say we need a man like that in our lives. Speaking to existence now, um, yeah, snaps. Uh, but for real, I, I I really enjoy their relationship. However, now that they renewed their vows, even before we found out at the end what happened, I was really curious if she was going to confess to Ed. I think. I thought I really thought she was going to be the one that cracked and told her husband. And maybe she did, but they just didn't show that. And clearly, they they're doing something because they're going to the police department. We just mm-hmm. don't know. So TBD on that. 
I don't know what she said to Ed, but I do know Renata is done with her husband. Madeline oh. <laughs> and Ed are in not newlywed bliss, but a better bliss. Yeah, a better bliss. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah. Gordon and Renata are done. Thank I lived God. I lived for that moment when she wrecked all his stuff. When he said when she, when he was like, "Well, the nanny left, so I needed something to play with." Y- you were <laughs> Okay, so we were watching it. This is this is me watching it with her and our friends over there on the couch. I was just she about to go burn a debt on Wayne Tech. You did say that. In here, and I am for it. Because I'm sorry. I, the money, the hard money that I worked hard on to give my daughter a better life than the one I had. And now you're forcing me to go back to where I started. But you get to keep all your stuff for $410,000. And you're uh, mad I'm not celebrating? Right, and you didn't even you didn't even give me a chance to tell you about Celeste. You're just going on about how great you have it, like what you like your decision to wreck our lives isn't a big deal. And I just found out you slept with the nanny for a hundred and sixty two thousand dollars. And you know what I realized? Maybe they, I mean they never showed this scene between them, but he never apologized for the infidelity. Not he, at all. I don't think he was very apologetic about this whole entire situation, putting Renata and his daughter into all of this mess. So. Him getting mad that she's not clapping and snapping for getting money for these toys? Are you delusional? Well, yes, you are. Um, yeah. yeah, you are. Like something's not right. <laughs> and to just everybody in the chat is like, "Go Renata." Yeah. Wh- what are they saying? I'm curious. I have a lot of "Go Renata." Um, Scarby's mom says, "Bat, bat, bat." Lol. <laughs> um, Paloma says Renata needs to throw her husband down the stairs. <laughs> Um, I mean, we we don't condone that type yeah, of violence, no. but we understand it. I will say that. Um, she said, "Very brave." Scarby's mom says, "Very brave." All these women, and oh, also as a little chick, which is Jessie's in the chat. She's Jessie. in the chat with us right now, and she what did she say? Um, yeah, really, the Tory thing really fell off. Uh, about obviously about the Ed and Madeline thing, but and then you know, Jessie says, "Go Renata." It was just a, it was a moment where. Renata is very passionate. She's very fiery, but I also feel like because Gordon, she never feels like what she does is enough for her family. And he makes her feel like her success should be something she's more of ashamed of because he's not the breadwinner in the mm-hmm. family. And when you have the nerve to keep everything, I had to sell my clothes. We have to sell our house, your daughter's house, and you're acting like you don't care, but you're mad because your nanny is not here to sleep with you anymore. <laughs> so now your toys. You lucky I didn't burn it, okay? <sighs> I just broke them instead. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, some of this hopefully could be replaced for you a little bit, but if I burned it, you wouldn't have gotten nothing, okay? I mean, toys are material items your family that's something that you cannot bring back and clearly he prioritizes frivolous things over family and practical things to me in his life it's just not a priority he's not a priority i'm happy she's done she threw the ring i don't need no i mean i would have took that ring though but i would have hawked it i'm saying i would have got i would have got some money yeah definitely i mean she almost had to give a ring up you might as well just I'm out. You signed a divorce. We're good. But I will take this ring as payment of my own. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> for one- the long years, I had to sleep with you, had to put up with your mess, had to file for bankruptcy. One ring that's going to be taken off again <laughs> is Bonnie. Yes. Because she's done with Nathan. I that, wasn't expecting that. Oh, That was a surprise. There were so many surprises with the relationships. Bonnie breaking up with Nathan. 
I wasn't prepared for it. I thought they were going to be able to get over this little obstacle. And then Renata breaking up with Gordon, we saw that coming, but just not in that manner. And then Ed and Madeline surviving was something I never saw coming as well. So they were just all surprising except for Renata. But Bonnie breaking up with Nathan in the hospital right after her mom's death. To me, what did you think of that? Because you just went through something so traumatic. And then to add on another version of trauma or just more drama immediately after is a lot. I think for Bonnie, it was just... I went all, I went through all that just to end up here in this moment to tell you this now. Because, she, we, you know, she went, to, she went through her confession with her mom... You know, she she hated her mom for even making her fall in love, for making her marry a man she didn't love because she knew the man she married would never hurt her. She couldn't, she didn't have to get emotionally involved, so she could never be hurt. When she said, I don't think I was ever in love with you, that actually, I my but, heart hurt for Nathan. Yeah, because I'm not, I am not team Nathan. I don't think he's the best husband, but for anyone to hear that and to think, you think that person loves you and then to hear that they just don't feel the same as you do that's heart-wrenching yeah and now you got two daughters who (sighs) you know are going to be the product of divorces i mean technically hopefully even though we saw what we saw at the end they they can you know still be a nice family because sky does need nathan in her life he actually the one thing he doesn't screw up is his uh, being a father he's a good dad that is the one thing he is actually very he excels at very very well being a husband not so much but he he rocks at being a dad i agree i think he's a good dad and i think he seems like he's at least um was more so he has a better relationship with his daughter than bonnie did with her own father clearly we saw that they had their issues because her mom and mm-hmm. he didn't really defend her that much but the thing that troubled me the most that was so hard to see was when she finally said i love you to my her mom and yeah. she said it took me years to say this my whole life my whole entire life and then we saw her mom whisper in her ear i'm sorry so yeah. two very crucial w- statements that took forever to be spoken out of their mouths finally came out do you think it's it's it, do you think it's ever too late to say stuff like that, or it's better to get it out whenever you can? Um, for me, Bonnie's relationship with her mom is almost something similar I have with my own birth mother. But unlike Bonnie, I I gave up on her. I, you know, I told her I forgive her, but I can't be around you. You're mm-hmm. not good for my spirit. You're not good for me as a person. And I just don't want to see you because I can't have that. Do I still love her? Unfortunately, yeah, I do. It's just it's something you you still do. No, like no matter how they've hurt you, you love you love the parent that brought you in this world. I mean, it doesn't stop. But you grow up and you start a family of your own. Maybe like your chosen family that you created yourself, and hopefully it brings you some a better, a different happiness than what you experienced when you were growing up. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that's really brave to be so open and honest. I mean, I'm a, I was adopted, so I mean, oh. I, I legit can say I did get the best end of the stick on my on my adopted parents. They are the freaking best. That's I good. love them to death, and I could I could seriously been a different person than who I am now if they weren't in my life. That much mm-hmm. I know for sure. Okay, sorry, turn up. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, which is which goes back to why parenting and having those people that care about you, whether it's your actual mom or a Mary Louise that's good for the kids <laughs> or your actual mom who's in a coma those relationships they're they're formative and yeah. you need a tribe and you have your tribe and yeah. 
Bonnie, Bonnie's daughter will still have her tribe, her blended family. Uh, it was just, it was hard. And I didn't expect her mom to pass away. That was something that came. I mean, I think we saw it. I thought it was better, though, that she passed away the way she did versus Bonnie playing the Angel of Mercy. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, she already has one soul. She only has one thing on her soul. I don't really think she needs the other. True. <laughs> so, I mean, she, I think she can only take one in her yeah, life. It's, it's a lot. And I would say the only person who really, who had the least drama in this episode, Bonnie probably had the most, her and Celeste, mm-hmm. who had the least was Jane. We're going to talk about so her really cute. quickly. Her and Corey, they're Ugh. together. They got back together. And Ziggy is so wise. This is the thing I love about this show, especially. It really portrays the fact that kids know a lot more than you give them credit for. They see all, they know. They're not stupid. Um, They see all, they know, and they take in a lot more, they receive a lot more than we think their ears are picking up. And they're a lot more wise than we should give them credit for. But this show is actually just shining that light that these kids, they know. Like, you thought you could hide it, but they know. And that's also, I mean, obviously with Max and uh, Josh, like, they like they knew what was happening between Celeste and Perry. I mean, they, but they also didn't know how to emotionalize that and actually get it out that wasn't violent because that's also all they saw. Exactly. And the thing with kids is, they, like you said, that's all they saw. They observe because it's not really their place to insert themselves and give their opinions because you still are a child. So their superpower is observing and mm-hmm. being intuitive and using that knowledge as a way to recognize what's going on in the family. Mm-hmm. And you see that with Josh and Max and taking the video because they know something's wrong. Like, this isn't normal. And you see that with yeah. Ziggy recognizing his mom finally, like, has light in her eyes. She looks happier. Why don't you want to be with that person who's bringing you that joy? Yeah. My theory was the fact that Max had choked Emma Bell was, like, his way of showing her he liked her. Because that's that's like that's kind of what he saw as like with oh. his parents, but like you said, like Ziggy being, dude, I want to know how old you are for this one. He was just he was, you you have a light in your eyes, mom. He makes you happy. I haven't seen you this happy. Can I can I have Ziggy as a child? Like I want I want one like that. Yes, he's sweet, emotionally intelligent. He lived another life, and clearly <laughs> he's definitely an old soul. soul. Mm-hmm. Like definitely, you can definitely tell he has that like in him and his aura. Like it really is. He's such a so sweet amazing. boy. So I I love him. I mean, he gives her permission too. That's what was my favorite part. They have a really sweet relationship, and she's so open and honest with him, and he does the same with her. Yeah, and it works. And like we don't see anymore his like his outbursts like he used to have, and I think that's because they because they become so much more honest, and transparent with each other. Yeah. Well, that's all for. The, oh, yeah. the the little the part at the end real quick. Well, we're going to talk about that. But oh, okay, the top cool. three because oh, got you. Yes, cool. so that's all for our favorite characters and all of their drama. But we're going to go into I think one of my favorites, the top three <laughs> surprising moments from this season. We could have a top three for each episode, but we're oh, going to consolidate it and do top three for all seven throughout the whole entire season. So seven episodes, and Shay is going to take it over. Hey guys, so we're going to give you our top three just. OMG, OMFG moments that happened this season because we can somehow we're still trying to wrap our brains around that. So number three is Bonnie's confession to her mom about also why she pushed Perry, which is just very heartbreaking to watch at the same time. But it also, I think, was cathartic for her, which is really great. Yep. It's, the fun, it's the first time I think she actually had the chance to do it. It's weird because Bonnie really let out those skeletons in the closet, those burdens that were weighing her down during probably one of the most, the hardest points in her life and when her mom yeah. couldn't communicate back. 
when she was just in the hospital. But it was a hard time, but also a very peaceful, cathartic time because she was able to let those things out that she could never comfortably say in front of her mom and admitting that because I was like why are you doing this why are you saying that you pushed him down the stairs I mean she can't tell nobody yeah because and clearly Mm. she didn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, number two Ed walking into Abigail and Madeline's conversation about (sighs) her affair Mm. was just oh my goodness uh, what I think I I either screamed or I was like (gasps) I did something because it was I never expected that and Almost, it was a blessing because a blessing in disguise. A blessing in disguise. We needed it to happen. Madeline needed to be put in her place and realize that she should be a better wife, but also unfortunate the way it happened. Yes. Um, And number one, the biggest (laughs) OMG moment of the season was tonight's episode where Bonnie sends a text that has Renata, Celeste, Madeline, and Jane meeting her at the police department. And they all walk in together. And oh, though gosh. we do not know what that discussion will be, how it will go, it was a hope. I don't know, because now that they walked in, I'm just in my mind. I was like, everything was so good. Jane finally got a love that could be turned into something everlasting. And Celeste got her kids back. Madeline got renewed her vows. Renata is leaving. taking back her, her, her control and just leaving her husband. That is amazing. But now walking to the police station, does that mean Renata's going to lose Amabella? Is that like there's just so many factors? I don't know how that's going to play, and I'm still like, what about you? I and we can talk about this in predictions in a little bit, but I really don't. First of all, I was surprised because Madeline mentioned and her and Celeste said the lie has been our friendship. This lie has kept us together, and we, we need to keep up the lie to just survive. So why would they? do the very opposite and go into the police department and confess. I and but it's like she said the lie has a shelf life. Mm, she did say that. That was I, I never expected that. I they just all thought, just rode up in Ubers and stuff. I'm still just like What? Like no. I'm in, <laughs> out of everyone I thought Bonnie was gonna be the one to go, but I never thought it would be them collectively going to confess, to say something. I don't know, but I'm just like your lives just got back on track. Do you really want to derail it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condoning lying, obviously, and keeping up crimes. But <laughs> keeping up crimes. <laughs> these are my girls. I want the best for them. And this isn't really I mean, the best. I mean, I think we all want the best for them. And we, we almost it's like we almost got the best for everybody. Bonnie finally stopped living her life. That's what I'm saying. And, and was actually, but this is my thing now with Nathan saying. Can I drive you there? So I'm like, okay, does Nathan now know? Do the husbands know? Now I, I now I'm cringing because I'm, I have so many questions. And like, why would you do us like this? What is HBO? going on? Oh, we don't know. We don't know. I just, I need all of these things to clear up. Like, what wh- are they going to keep up the lie? Are they going to tell the truth? We don't know. But one thing that I do know is. We have our two truths and a lie spe- special segment, which means I'm going to say two truths and a lie, and then Shay has to guess. Oh, okay. Which one <laughs> is the lie? Are you ready? Why you always lying? I love that song. I oh know, my gosh! I just, just want to watch the next one. Continue though with your two truths and a lie. Okay, so Jessica Lange turned down the role played by Meryl Streep in season two. That's number one. Okay. So. Number two is, Nicole Kidman received several actual bruises in the violent scenes because she wanted the struggle to be authentic. Okay. 
And then number three is Laura Dern has previously portrayed the mother of her two co-stars, Shailene Woodley and Zoe Kravitz. Which one is the lie? Dang. I really want to say the Jessica Lang thing because I always feel like they originally always wanted Meryl Streep, but I think that's the truth. Wait, is that the lie? You gotta you're, guess. You're like, nodding your what's... head. Dang, I'm so confused. Um, okay. <laughs> I really, I really think the bruises is truth. I think that she just really wants to be a convincing actor, so that makes a That's lot of a sense. Truth. That's the okay. truth. Dang. Okay, so the lie I think would be Laura Dern. You're correct. Yeah. Oh. Look at you. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're really good. <laughs> I was just like, I'm trying. It's like fifty fifty shot. Yeah, I won. Okay, well, I'm impressed because at least you, you know you did your deductive reasoning and figured out what was accurate. I should be a detective. <laughs> Clearly you're a true fan of the show because you know your stuff. Now, what we do want you guys to know is all of our fun news and gossip, especially since After Buzz TV News. Alrighty, we're saying goodbye to the show, but we're not saying goodbye to our favorite ladies and the first person is Miss Shailene Woodley. She recently had an interview on The Tonight Show with Mr. Jimmy Kimmel and she said that she has a flip phone. She has a flip phone yeah. and an iPhone. She has her knife, her iPhone for Wi-Fi and then her flip phone, that's how she communicates with people. And she said most people don't even notice because we're always on our phones and that's it's kind of like a social experiment for her and then people who do notice they're like oh wow you actually have a flip yeah. phone it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting and then Ava Philippi uh, Reese Witherspoon's daughter made a really beautiful post um, to her mom just dedicating her love for her she said this is a gorgeous woman who taught me about the power of graciousness love ambitious and hard work she inspires me every day which is awesome great because you know a she used to experience it experience domestic abuse herself wow yeah that's um that's um a soul sunday she had with oprah and mindy kaling she talked about it on there open about that yeah well she's a true testament of strength so her daughter should be very proud of her and then lastly miss nicole kidman did an interview with news corp australia and she said that she would like to have a season three she doesn't know if it's likely but she would want that to happen. Um, she would love to continue working on the hit HBO show. I think we would love to do a season three because there is there are certainly ideas. But we would not do it without all of the same people involved, even the kids. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Especially because during when they did the season two premiere, the ET, ET asked them as they were all together, is there going to be a season three? And everybody looked at Reese. Like, and she's just on? like... Um, Yep. I don't know. I would I would love for season three. That would definitely tie up all these loose ends because we don't yes. know what's going to happen. I'm leaving me with cliffhangers. And if there is a season three, do you have any predictions for us before Your we go after out? Buzz TV predictions. Season three predictions after what we saw. I, I definitely think Jane and Corey might still be going strong. There's just something very adorable about them as a couple. I mean, Jane def- definitely just needs a great man in her life. What he said to her nothing's perfect and we should just you know strive for better or nice even good is even good is great good is great don't overthink things yes i agree and i think we as a generation do that a lot which also is why the divorce rate is so high um also i definitely feel like hopefully even if they do confess it doesn't totally destroy their lives that would be icing on the cake i i really just hope that detective quinlan has a heart because she's, you know, she's been she's been trying for them for the last two seasons 
to get a confession and once you get it but you realize it's self-defense as a woman are you is any plus is any grand jury really going to convict all these women i mean also i don't think the only thing you can really get them in is obstruction of justice and maybe some less perjury well i i don't know about that i'm, I'm not a expert on crimes but i do feel confident that Bonnie is going to take on her new independence. I hope that she just revels in being a new single woman and being a single mom. Her and Renata just dancing on the dance Yeah. Floor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, her, Renata, and Celeste, they're all single women. Let's just, like, let's see the power and the beauty of independence, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And I know that Renata is going to come back on top because, like, they all are. She's just, they're super heroes or superwoman in general so she'll be fine and i just hope for the best for celeste her and her kids they've gone through a lot yeah we don't know what's going to happen with this case going to the police department the aftermath of that we'll just have to cross our fingers and hope it comes back for season three fingers crossed but in the meantime guys that's all we've loved talking to you guys every single week we hope you enjoyed i'm your host simone thomas and joining me is miss shay jones hey guys you guys can find me at real shay jones on twitter and instagram on mondays 8 p.m grand hotel and tuesday 7 p.m good trouble we have guests every week coming through check it out and i'm your host simone thomas you can find me at simone thomas on all social platforms bye guys bye Thanks. guys you guys are the best. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of After Buzz TV or its owners or principals.